I thought we were just yelling about being mermaids trapped on land. <laughs> Are sirens mermaids? Yeah. I'm, but they don't have tails. Yes, they do. What? Sirens and mermaids are synonymous. No, no, no. No, I don't yeah. think that's true. I beg to disagree. I am both, and they are both, and that is what we are. And we are just luring men and trapping them to their death with our song, or we're just very hot. I don't know. So we're mid-30s. We're all single. We've all been thoroughly disappointed by the men in our lives. Yes. None of us have achieved our career goals. Um, <laughs> We're so successful. <laughs> we live in different cities. Yes. And we're super hot. <laughs> we're super hot. <laughs> so what do we do? What do we do now? Hello. Hola. So, Nina, you're rocking curly hair now. And everybody loves it. I've embraced the Jennifer Grey in my life. I've gone full dirty dancing. And it's it's been a hit. It's been a it's been a smash hit. Much like the movie. It looks amazing. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. How do you manage the frizz and get like the nice curly look? Well, here's what I've learned curly hair looks better the dirtier it is so the first day the curls are like really really fluffy and they're soft but they have very little like lift in life so I just got a haircut uh my girl Tori gave me a beautiful cut she works at self salon in Bushwick go see her tell her I sent you she's amazing she's an awesome awesome witch and uh she will give you a discount if you tell her my name um anyway shameless plug uh, she gave me some great layers. She trimmed off a lot of the dead, really fried bleached ends. So now it's just like mostly fried <laughs> bleached ends. But um, she gave it a lot of lift and bounce. And then uh, she diffused my hair upside down. And she put in a curling serum mousse mix, like a pomade serum. It's by r Co. I didn't buy it yet, but I will buy it when I have some money. It smells amazing. It's called like air control or something, but really the secret is you have to blow dry it on a diff- with a diffuser upside down and really kind of like huh. crunch those crunch curls, curls up oh, to so your you're, head. You're blow drying it. See, whenever I go curly, I just let it air dry. Well, I do both. I do both. She she diffused it, but I've been doing it air dry. But the curls the first day are like so soft and they have no grip and nothing to hold on to. So I've been putting a little like mousse in. I got some curl reviving spray by Wee Dad. Oi Dad. Wee Dad. I don't know how to say it. Um, that's been good. <laughs> Oi Dad. Oi Dad. Wee Dad. Um, I think it means yes, yes in like French uh, and German. I don't know. Um, <laughs> wee Dad. Wee Dad. Uh, it's, a, it's a famous curl line. They have it at Ricky's. They have it at Sephora. And um, I just keep getting my hair wet in the shower. Even if I'm not washing it, which I usually don't, I wash oh, my hair so you once or twice. Oh, wet it every week. day, so the I curls wet it reactivate. all the time, every day. Every time it like gets a little flat looking, I just wet it with my fingers. I wash my hair, or I wash my hands, and then I put my hands in my hair, and I like keep just kind of reshaping these curls. I twirl them a lot by my face, so they have more definition. It's like my new tick of <laughs> distraction, and like I look really ditzy and cute. I think, but uh, it's so a lot maybe. of like rewetting retwisting, adding more spray, adding more spray, adding more mousse and texture. And uh, it's been working for me. I think the dirtier it gets, the better it looks. I do a little dry shampoo if it looks a little greasy at the roots. And I just sprinkle that throughout my hair, tousle my roots again. And it looks like really cute and voluminous. Voluminous. Which, yes. which is easier, the curly hair or your straight hair? Oh my God, this is so much easier. It's so much more fun. Like, I don't have to re-blow dry my bangs every day. I don't worry about getting sweaty and having my hair curl in a weird way. I don't worry about getting stuck in the rain. Because, like, the more I get stuck in the rain, the The better better it looks. looks. Yeah. I've just been really embracing it. It's given me so much more time. Like, I have a life around getting up in the morning and I can, like, eat breakfast. Look how much easier you just made your life. 
Yes, and my my hair feels a little bit better. Like she chopped off a lot of dead shit, and uh, I feel like it's getting it's getting slowly nursed back to health. Mm-hmm. Good. So that is my curl journey. My problem always is like on the first day if I let it dry and I maybe put some stuff in it, it looks fine. But then like I sleep on it and the next day it looks like a nest. And if you brush it, you're doomed. Well, you can't no, brush you can't it. You have to get curls. it wet. Try getting yeah, it I don't wet. Like, I don't like getting wet every day. Well, I'm, <laughs> yes, but that's kind of like for your own, for your own hair health and maybe like for your body, it might be good just to rinse off in the shower. You don't have to like do a full soaking wet. I don't soak my hair. I just like let the spray mist over it. Yeah, yeah. it's like running through a sprinkler. A sprinkler. Yeah. I sprinkle it. Just run through it. And I also put, um, I have rose water in a spray bottle and I spray that in my hair. I'll really just spray whatever is in a spray bottle in my hair. I, You're like, this is great. This is great. It's like shower cleaner. It's in my hair. It's like tile scrubber. It's in my hair. Like, let's just put it all in. More texture, the better. Mm-hmm. So I've been living okay. my new life. Uh, I have to change all my dating profile photos, apparently, because no one recognizes me. You I have walked, to at least put one with the curly yes. hair. Yeah. I walked by. Uh, so I had a date last Monday, which we talked right before, right? So I uh-huh. walked to the date. It was like a nice 45-minute walk. And I was walking, and I look up, and I see creepy hand-holding guy. The guy who started holding my hand. Remember him over drinks, uh-huh. like, after I hadn't seen him in 15 years? And he, like, grabbed my hand. And I had to tell him to stop holding my hand, and he just wanted oh, yeah. to sleep with me, and he got super creepy towards the end of date two, and he's like, I want you, I want your body, like, and then I just never Ew. talked to him You're again. Like, no. Well, he's I mean, the, that's like a nice thing to hear, but not from no, him. No, not from guy. him. He was like all over me, and I didn't like the way that he smelled, and I didn't like the way that he kissed after the second date, and I was just like, ah, I want to go home, and I went home, and he gave me the ickies major, and I never spoke to him again. I never heard from him again, so I feel like he got the message that I wasn't into it. So I was walking into my other date, and then I see him, and he's on his phone and his headphones, and I'm on my phone and my headphones, and we both look up at each other at the same time, and I'm like... Hey, and he doesn't say a goddamn word, and he keeps walking. Oh my god! And I was like, "Fuck you, dude! You creep me out." I was nice enough to say hello to you. Fuck you and your shit. God, I fucking hate guys. And so then it put me in a weird headspace. Like, so by the time I met the other dude, I was like all rattled from that. I sent you guys a photo of my face. I was like, "Ah!" like Uh (laughs) it really it fucked my game up a little bit. It's weird. It's weird running into people that, like, you think you rejected in your head, and then they they try and, like, reject you. Yeah, I hate that. Ugh. I hate the, I hate the, that game. Sarah's had an interesting bout of that game. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that message. Right. The 23-year-old who told me that he didn't want to be my friend unless I had sex with him. Um, so I cut off contact after that. He made... Like, it was pretty clear that, well, I was not going to have sex with him, so we were not going to be friends anymore. Um, And I got a message from him yesterday, and it was so weird. It was like, hey, well, I sent it to you guys. I don't even know what he said. He was basically like, (laughs) I'm having another poker game at my apartment, and my friends were asking asking if you you were going to (laughs) come. And he was like, and he's like, and I'm down a person, so I actually need you. And he was like, and I can't tell them. <laughs> I can't my, tell my them that. pride or my ego won't let me tell them. Yeah. Why you haven't been coming. <laughs> because you told me you didn't want to be friends with me. That's why. It's like, so I'm what? not being friends. Why is that your ego? You're the one that was like, we can't be friends. I was like, okay. Yeah. Darn, shucks. All right. Tell them the other part. Oh, and then he said that. Um, you know, that he wouldn't hit on me and it was okay anyways <laughs> because he found another um, person to be involved with. <laughs> Physically. Physically. I think he's having yeah. sex with someone. So good for him. I cannot imagine that it's any good. And I would love to see what this uh-uh. woman, girl, person looks like. But 
Poor, poor lady. Was it that fast, too? It was like he didn't even need to go through all that because he clearly had some, like, girl waiting that wanted to sleep with him. Or he could be lying about the other girl just to make it you feel like no pressure. It's safe. You know what? That would make yeah. way more sense. That would make a lot more sense. That did not make sense to me. I was like, who is this girl? You don't have friends. You don't have girls. Exactly. That he's he's, he's got to be lying. Because he's lying. I think just the combination of him saying, like, and don't worry, you, I won't hit on you. And also, I found someone else to, like, be with. It's just, it's such a double, like, I'm protecting myself and I'm protecting my ego and, like, uh, I won't be weird, but I'm gonna but the, be weird. That message he's, was that's already what he's basically weird. saying. You, yeah, he's being weird. You know already. what he could have done? He could have sent a message and say, "Hi, I have been thinking a lot about our last get to, like meeting, and I'm really sorry if I was offensive. I don't like the way I, you know, what I said, and I would really like to be friends with you. I'm having a poker game. All the guys." want you to come it would be really fun so that would have been like so back. much more exactly. mature and you probably would have accepted instead of being all weird exactly. and defensive I would have about totally it accepted that <sighs> what is wrong and it would have people? been a mature gracious thing to do and it would have been an overture that you would have responded to like in return and not just been like okay loser bye yeah. I didn't write him back I like no it's over it's done I just didn't say don't. anything I was gonna like yeah. kind of be like hey you, this I don't know I thought about saying something mean or telling him why he sucks so bad but I was like no it's not even worth it I don't care Mm-mm. yeah anyways I have my shows this weekend right you couldn't even go I anyway go, so like there's no but, point yeah do you want to yeah. plug your show? Oh, yeah. I'm in an opera. It opens Thursday. Um, it's called The Tales of Hoffman. It's in Berlin at the Pfefferberg Theater. Um, my character is very fun and sexy. I'm playing like an evil vampire prostitute thing. It's good. It's really good. I've had to learn how to sing while humping at the same time, which is a new skill for me. <laughs> Put that on the CD. <laughs> right. Can sing and make humping motions. I saw you in Carmen. You did some of that, too. Oh, yeah, I did a little bit in Carmen. But I wasn't really singing much when that happened. Mm. Like, I have to do some, like, really intense singing while I'm on top of another person. That's hot. Um, Yeah, and it kind of looks like my big high notes are, like, an an orgasm. Mm. Good direction. How much are tickets? Tickets? Um... I think range from twelve fifty to eighteen euros, so like very yeah. cheap. Twelve fifty is like the student rate, and then fifteen and eighteen. Don't remember how that quite works out, but about fifteen euros per person. Um, it runs Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm just singing the Thursday and Saturday show, and then another cast is doing the Friday Sunday shows. So. Mm-hmm. So don't go yeah. Friday or Sunday, but come Thursday and Saturday. I mean, I've both cast are like really a hot good. Date. But yeah, come see mine. Yeah. It's a hot date. Yeah. And Sarah's in some very sexy corseted lingerie. Yeah. And, and my uh, nipples I'd fall out if... all the time. My corset. Oh, fun. <laughs> Her high nipple placement <laughs> takes center stage. My nipples are pretty high on my boobs. Yeah. They're like up here. Anyway, yeah, it's not it's not logical or fair, but Sarah and Lauren both have that, and it it really bothers me because I'm jealous because I don't. But it's okay because they're beautiful women, and I can appreciate that. Different boobs for different ladies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren, do you have any exciting things you want to plug? People you want to support? Events coming up that you want people mm-hmm. to know about? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nothing to plug. I think I'm. I'm uh, trying to get some artwork sold before I leave since I won't have any income for three months since I will be in Berlin. Cool. What are you Um, selling? I might be selling a drawing to a girl I went to high school with, which is kind of funny and cool. And thank you, Instagram. And some clients from work, they might be buying some dead budding cupcake ceramic sculptures. Ooh. Ooh. Which would be cool. And if we wanted 
If we wanted to look at your art and support you and give you money to support you in Berlin, where would we find it? You can find my art at www.laurenseemsart.com. That's L-O-R-E-N-S-I-E-M-S-A-R-T.com. And my email's on there. So if you see anything you like, you can just email me. And she also did the artwork for the podcast. So if you want like a caricature or like a, like a, I don't want to call it a caricature, a but like yeah, a... Yeah, it's a caricature. A little yeah. like c- cartoony drawing. Yeah, kind of like a cartoon of yourself. My sister got one for her Twitter handle. And she... She'll do some custom orders. Yeah, she'll mm-hmm. do it custom for you. She's really good at it. She's very good at capturing your essence with a sense of humor mm-hmm. and with, with brevity. It'd Thank be like you. a good thing also if you wanted to you know have like a personalized card for someone yeah could get like a business card or a birthday card yeah any card any kind of event and you could like if you wanted to do it for a friend you could have her do the drawing and make it into like a little card or a little present for a friend of yours awesome so that was a good plug Boop. oh didn't you have some work stories too nina oh my your, god your sample sale <laughs> craziness weekend <laughs> I haven't worked a sample sale in like a really long time. Which is, I think, <laughs> the which better. is you know a blessing, which is a general blessing for mental health. Um, but this past weekend, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at my store, which is a beautiful but tiny little jewelry boutique, I was hauling ass around like. I have not worked this hard in months, probably in close to a year. And it's it's a small store. It's very beautiful. It's very beautifully curated. And it's all it is tiny. custom or It's unique. all custom or fine jewelry. It's all like one-of-a-kind stuff or like very special order, limited edition pieces, sterling silver, 14-karat gold, or 18-karat gold. And uh, we had a huge blowout sample sale just stuff from older collections that we were trying to sell and make room for new stuff coming in anyway i have never answered so many stupid questions in my life i've never had to babysit so many even at the previous on place where oh my we god and met no they were educated clients oh, really? like some of them wow. were dumb but like in comparison educated wow. like this, it was harder to sell a pair of $40 earrings than it was to sell anything on Markdown at a clothing store. Like, huh. these people were... It's like they've never been outside before. It's like they've never been shopping before. Like, they've never had to talk to another human being in so a service So they were just, setting. like, wandering down the street and they saw a sign that said, no, like, sample sale no, or something? No, made, they made a point to come. But then, like, the things that we sell at sample sale are samples, damages... Uh, excess inventory or things that are being discontinued. Right. So, like, they're not there at full price for a reason. Right, exactly. And, that's the point uh, of a sample sale. That's the point. For those but, like, who don't know, way, that's the point. That's the point. And, like, it is... I do not get commission on those sales. Like, everything else in the store, I do. But for those sales, it's rung through a different POS system. Oh, and it's, like, it's just, like... You know, it's just a price. It's not It's not any detailed anything. So a lot of it is older than three or four years. I haven't been there for that long. I barely know any of the inventory of that old stuff. And people are, like, firing questions at me. What's this stone? What's this made out of? Who made this? Where was it made? And I'm like, uh-huh. This is a $12 charm. Like, I don't, it's either you like it or know. you don't. <laughs> yeah. Like, do you like it? Are you going to wear it? Or do you just need to know that it was originally $810 and you're going to put it down and leave? And that was most people. Most people are like, how much is this? Where was it made? What is it made out of? Okay, but what season is it from? What collection? And, and I had to do like all this on the spot research. I had to look up all these stones that I've never even heard of before that aren't in our usual inventory. I had to be so on point. Just to not sell anything. People would be like, oh, okay. And as soon as they learned, like, what it was, they would put it down. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> and I'm no, like, no, 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 no. You, no, no, you no. got to pay no. for that information. Uh, and, like, one woman was in the store for two hours, okay? Two hours. She was talking at me. She held me hostage. I had to watch her make an entire pile of jewelry that 
other people couldn't touch because she wasn't sure what she wanted. She had me take out full price things from the case. I had to keep that separate from the sample sale stuff. I had to remember all the prices for everything. I had to know all the stones for her. I had to tell her which ones to nix and which ones to keep. Meanwhile, she has cock blocked 17 other sales with other people who are actually buying. And then her friend ends up coming after two hours. And then she gives the whole pile basically to her friend to try on. Doesn't buy anything except for like one tiny little hundred dollar charm. After I narrowed down at least 20 pairs of earrings with her. And various necklaces. And anytime someone was holding something or someone else wanted something, she was like, where's that? What's that? And was trying to get it from them. So she was basically just like hoarding a pile of jewelry for her best friend to come in and like get the goods first and was blocking all these other sales. And then the best friend ended up taking only two pairs of earrings for under $200. Like this was two hours of my life. And it felt like 14 hours. I was so tired at the end of that Friday. So it was Friday and Saturday were the main days. Thursday was my pre-sale day. So Thursday was just like me and my coworkers setting up, taking pictures, uh, selling to people who are VIP clients. Like I, I was taking photos and sending them to my clients so I could get them like the best stuff first because that's they what you do when it. you are friends with me right. and they deserve it and they're awesome and I'm happy to do that for them because like they are worth it. But... <laughs> All these people who come in, like, they wasted my life, my youth, my joy, my essence. I couldn't talk. I could barely move. Like, you can't not watch people when they're basically walking around with 14-karat gold jewelry in their hands and they're tiny little pieces. So it was just, like, a lot. I'm really tired. I couldn't even move my jaw at the end of Sunday. Like, I couldn't talk. I slept all day yesterday. I slept all day today. I'm, I am, like, a wasted <laughs> version of myself. Yeah. I, I, don't, I can't even believe I'm talking this much because I'm, like, I got so anxious by these people. I got so, like, hyped up. Every time someone crazy left, my coworker and I would just turn to each other and be like, was that for real? We would text each other, is she for real? We would write posters to each other, is this actually happening like I had a woman try and fight me because she came in five minutes before we closed on Friday night okay we close at seven she walks in with her Trader Joe's grocery bags at 655 and at that point I'm so over it and I just say to her we close in five minutes and she goes no I have six (laughs) and I was like oh oh okay you work here oh you're my boss oh cool (laughs) So I, like, lock the door behind her. And this bitch has the nerve to, like, tell me what she can do in my store. And I was like, mm-mm. I, I was so angry. And, like, she went to Trader Joe's before she came to the sample sale. And she fully well knew that sample sale ended at 7 o'clock. Right. Yet she went to the grocery store and spent a half hour plus there before coming. Trader Joe's doesn't close till 9 or yeah. 10. I wanted to murder her. And then she bought, like, one tiny pair of like $15 earrings and I was like really really bitch like don't come in here three seconds before I'm about to close the door tell me no tell me I'm wrong and then throw all your shit around and then buy basically nothing yeah I I drank a big glass of rosé on Friday and then on Saturday night I drank like half a bottle of rosé and a shot like I was wrecked people abused me yeah i was abused yeah totally that's that's what listeners the lesson to be taken away from this it's like sales associates and customer service people are humans too who have lives they're not there to be abused I am a nice human, and I will be lovely to you if you are lovely to me, but the second you start throwing shit and breaking shit and stepping on shit and blocking other people and harassing me with questions, like, is the second you lose all my respect, and I don't care what you do. Just get out. Just leave. Don't be yeah, rude. Res- I'm not rude to you. Respect has to be mutual. Well, it's also crazy yeah. that you weren't making a commission on any of that hard work. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. It makes it a lot harder. I mean, fortunately, I had some amazing sales that were on full price items. And I had like for every shitty, awful person that came in, there were 10 really amazing ones and nice ones. And like it did work out. I was just it's so tiring. You know, it's like being a performer. You're just on. Yep. You have to be on. You can't sit down. You can't take a break. You can't turn off yeah. like you can't get over it because they still need you. And it's just like a performance mode that I haven't been in in You're so a long. You're 
and a therapist all at the same time. Truly, truly. And also people, if you're going shopping for these events, like know how to be in public, (laughs) know how to say please, know how to say thank you, know how to understand that other people were there before you. Other people are there waiting after you and it is not your show. It is not everything about you. This is discounted merchandise that no one actually cares about. So like calm yourself down. Calm down right it's nothing worth fighting over right ever. Mm-hmm. if you're shopping in the bargain bin you can't really expect like the champagne service exactly right. that's saved for the oh. full price customers exactly and are like, you drinking out of a good lord cup? yeah i'm drinking um i have a metal straw because i have a straw obsession and straws are polluting the world uh-huh. and the universe, and they are killing everything. Yep. So my lovely coworker knows that I'm obsessed with straws, and that I try and recycle all of my straws, um, and reuse them, and wash them, and reuse them. But uh, I always make sure I recycle them, and I don't throw them in the trash because I'm not a total garbage human. But she bought me a metal straw that is from Amazon. So fantastic. And now I'm obsessed with yeah. it, and it's my boyfriend. And I d- I told her I was like, look. I'm marrying the straw. You have to walk me down the aisle. You have to perform the ceremony and you're paying for the wedding because as far as I'm concerned, you're this bitch's mom. So <laughs> this was a nice part of my week. I got I got a beautiful straw and I'm living for it. It looks good. I'm yeah. definitely dehydrated because I went to the sauna today. Ooh. How was it? It was very relaxing. It's nice. I only went for two Did hours. Did you not to Vibali to one called Liquid Dome? Oh. But they have this, like, nice. saltwater pool that you mm. float in. And I, like, went into a deep trance in the floating pool. <laughs> I lost some time Amazing. in there. <laughs> you, seem, you seem, like, really relaxed. And I'm very proud and mm-hmm. excited for well, you. I have you need such that a... between your crazy schedule. I just had oh such Sarah? a long rehearsal. I had, like, a 12-hour rehearsal yesterday. It was really nuts. And I, I could, I was so tired today. I was just beat, and I knew I needed to do get some like steam for my sinuses. Yeah. Smart. Did you have sex with anyone while you were there? No, actually, I went with my roommate, and which was a, like, I, I, it was fine. But I was like, all right, so we're gonna have to be like naked together. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was cool. It was chill. I don't think we even really looked at each other, like, interacted much while we were naked and then kind of did our own thing. <laughs> You're like, we have to live together still after this. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was less weird than I thought it would be. It usually is. When you're with yeah. someone that's, like, cool and respectful. Yeah. Yeah. It always boils down to respect. Um, so I did have kind of an interesting experience. Same roommate gave me this book called Sex at Dawn, which is kind of about the evolution of human sexuality, and it challenges a lot of the preconceived notions we have about evolutionary biology and and how our kind of monogamous marriage situation evolved and challenges the idea that humans are supposed to be monogamous or we evolved monogamously. And it is a really interesting book, and it was well-written, but it, it, like also kind of messed with my head and Hmm. I don't know what I think about it I read a summary on it just so I could be sort of informed since I knew you wanted to talk about this Mm -hmm. but it basically boils down to marriage is an exchange of property and to keep a property within families and that's why monogamy is a thing for since agriculture Right, that's what, right. The monogamy started when we we started doing... Um, Farming. Yeah, when we moved from like being hunters and gatherers to having um, domesticated... <laughs> Property and land. Yeah, so then we had to like own things, and then women, because they weren't doing much of the manual labor... <laughs> and women became property. Became property mm-hmm. and had to like barter their sexual... Uh, reproduction system in exchange for like food and shelter and stuff and men wanted to do this because they wanted to make sure that they were like the father of babies they wanted to keep their genetic line going and so they wanted to possess women's reproductive systems 
so they could isn't that so romantic though like oh my god i'm totally melting. <laughs> i can't wait to get married mm. oh my god but before that according to this author we were all like women and men were just like fucking each other we were in this kind of shared hunter and gatherer society so everything was shared like food and, and everything and women had a kind of and men had basically equal status and women would sleep with lots of guys and the paternity would kind of be unknown and that actually helped the group cohesion because mm-hmm. basically it everyone and the and the women would also like help raise like all the children yeah. it was kind of like all a group effort to keep the community going Co- yeah it's like for cooperation and for survival it's it's a you a unity instead of right. breaking into smaller families and breaking it down. But also there were far less people. People. <laughs> it was like hundreds yeah. instead of billions, which makes a big difference too. Right. Well, so his theory, so it breaks, it, right, he kind of builds this case that we were never monogamous, that we evolved from, and he looks a lot at like the our close um, chimpanzee and ape relatives and looks, he's, their kind of societies and there's only one um group of monogamous chimps and they don't live in group societies they are kind of isolated every everyone else is you know has like lots of partners and the bonobos apparently just like love sex and like the women are mm. everyone's always having sex so like, they're really happy about it it's like a big it's it's a big part of their culture and so like i i agree I, I think, like, the science and the data and all the information seems pretty solid. The only thing that is hard for me in this theory that we were all, you know, that we're really supposed to just be, like, having sex with everyone and not be possessive of anyone um, for ourselves um, is the jealousy thing. Like, I also think jealousy and wanting to be with one person is kind of part of our human DNA like I don't think that's a purely mm. cultural invention because it goes back to when we were kids and we're jealous of our siblings you know it's like right. that is something really baked into the human nature so I right. wonder if there's no and you evidence. can be jealous of friendships too not just romantic relationships right. right but I wonder if like we're somewhere in between that obviously like we're not supposed to be wholly monogamous because humans are incapable of that um, and we've never been able to do that. And we've had, like, mm. religion has had to threaten, like, death and stoning and all these things to keep Eternal us. Eternal hell fires. Eternal hell. Like, right. <laughs> if, if we were truly just, like, monogamous creatures, I don't think there would need to be so much effort put into keeping us monogamous. So right. obviously we're not supposed to be monogamous, but it, it doesn't seem like we're also supposed to be in this kind of, like, purely free love, open right. things. Because I'm sure... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, I'm sure monogamy was the exception and not the rule in in those societies or those environments. Like, maybe there were two people who just paired off every now and then. That's they only wanted to be with each other. Like some apes only just want to be with each other. Like some people, some beings mate for life, but maybe it just wasn't the expected ordinary and it stood out more than it was accepted i mean pair bonding was clearly a part of our culture where two where a pair would kind of stick together mm-hmm. but whether that meant sexual exclusivity this author thinks right. it didn't ah and then you looked at a lot of societies where like kind of a, there'll be a day a ritual a ceremony where everyone's just supposed to like fuck everyone for that one day just to <laughs> get it out of their system and then they go back to their couples and I could kind of see something like that working actually if you have a ceremony totally it was like you know it's like the one cheat day <laughs> it's like all right it's part of our religion like you all have to fuck each other it's like oh darn okay <laughs> I like that cheat day concept like it makes the whole the whole rest of it so much more appealing if like if you want to and if it's available and if everyone else is like cool let's just do it but then we go back to our status quo but then we're not like dying and burning of with like desire inside that we can't fulfill otherwise. Like at least it's just generally accepted and move on after. Right. Like I, that's what I'm having trouble yeah. with. Like how do you square that kind of desire to be exclusively with another person and have that trust? And like I, I don't think I could 
tolerate someone wanting an open relationship with me because that would make me feel like, oh, I'm, I don't know. I just, I like, I have to be the best, you know, like in that person's right. eyes. The well, most, you're the alpha female. The most desirable, the most like, why would you ever want to be with someone else when you could be with me? Although I know this is irrational because I always want to cheat when I'm in relationships. Like that's part <laughs> of me. So I have this like conflict inside where like I want to be with someone yeah. who would never want to cheat on me, but like I would probably want to cheat on them. It's very difficult for me. I want to recommend a book by Esther Perel. She is a French uh, couples therapist and psychologist, and it's called Mating in Captivity. And it's about people who have a partner and they choose to be, for the most part, like monogamous or monogamish, but it's about how it's almost impossible to stay monogamous to one person, stay faithful to one person in a really long marriage without someone feeling disempowered or someone feeling ignored or someone not getting their sexual or their emotional needs met. Like her argument is basically like, it's okay if you have to open up your marriage, if one person or both people aren't happy, it's okay to have sex with another person as long as you agree on that. And if it's a don't ask, don't tell, or if it's like, I have one night a month where I get to go do my thing and like we don't talk about it, but it's this accepted thing. Like she kind of supports this theory that it is impossible for us in general to be monogamous for long, long, long periods of time. And some couples just don't function that way. And why should it be this terrible, devastating thing if one partner cheats once or like has a night of indiscretion or a month or two relationship that fizzles out? Like, does it really affect your whole relationship yes. and your whole marriage yes. and your kids. I, I can't, that is making me like so upset. Yes, that would, a, a two month relationship when you're supposed to love me and like, no, 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 no. I can't even think about it. It makes me so angry, Nina. But you've done it, Sarah. I know. You've done it. <laughs> but. <laughs> She's self Well, I, I did it, but the only time I've ever cheated, it's, it's, also I've ended the relationship I was in like I cannot cheat without ending my primary relationship I cannot cheat and then be with the person because if I'm cheating like there's something to them there's something wrong wrong. right it's a symptom well it's also um having that open communication with your partner and um I have a friend couple who as soon as they got married they decided it was better to open up their marriage so they're poly now so now they decided they'd been together for how long have they at least five years prior to getting married and so once they got married they were like we should be poly and date other people so as a couple they date a third person cool and it seems to be like working out great for them because i mean she and knowing her for as long as i've known her she's never really been faithful in her relationships that I've known so this is a way for her not to cheat because he's included in it I think that like if if we're honest about that stuff from the get-go or from the beginning or like before before the actual cheating begins of like what would happen if this did happen or like could we talk about this if it does come up and not just assume that we are going to always be monogamous and faithful and loyal. And we take some more reality of like what happens in life when people get frustrated or bored in relationships or feel taken advantage of or feel neglected. Like if people were more honest about that from the get-go, would cheating even be this whole big thing that it is now? Well, I just can't divert my emotional energy like that like if I become invested with someone else physically when I'm in a relationship then like my relationship's over so you really don't think you can love two people in different ways at the same time yeah but I can't be with two people at the same time I really can't be with two people at the same time so this is neither can I I'm one one at a time this is why I was so bothered by this book I was like oh my god is monogamy impossible and does that mean I'm just doomed because I really it doesn't work for me like I I don't know it just like pulls me in two pieces right like I because I mm-hmm. when I love I love very fully or like when I'm involved with someone like I really kind of like put my whole emotional being into that so then when someone starts pulling that away it's just like taffy being 
stretched out and it, it does not work for me. I was trying to imagine like how do I how would I have a monogamous rela- relationship with someone where I didn't feel threatened by what they were doing and like I also mm-hmm. wasn't becoming invested in whatever I was doing. So it was just like more purely physical or I don't know all I could think of was like group stuff that seemed safe but I'm not really like into group stuff but that would seem like safer Mm. than going out with someone one-on-one I mean if if I if I was with a guy and he had to sleep with someone else I would have to know that like he was not as attracted to the other person did not enjoy sleeping with the other person as much and he had no emotional investment in that other person and then I'd probably be okay with it (sighs) right but at that point why I don't know why bother. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't we why don't we marinate on this for a moment and get some water, take a little bathroom break, and come back to you? Oh, it was like a commercial break. All right. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. We had our pee break. It was an emerge. I'm sorry. It was totally an emerge. <laughs> so what what else do you want to like process through while we're here and we're we're with you? I would just really like to be able if I find someone that I love and 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 want to be with to have a monogamous relationship. I think that would be the best thing for me. I think it's possible. Like I think it is but I don't, possible. But then I, it's just hard. But then I think about find. actually like being with someone sexually, just one person for the rest of my life. And I'm like, I don't think that's possible for me. Doesn't that sound weird when you put it like that? Like, that sounds so limiting to me. That's why I didn't want to be with my ex. I was like, this cannot be the last and only person I fuck. I do not enjoy this anymore. Right. Like, how do you keep it fresh and interesting? Start role playing. I think you have to go on, like, a lot of weekend getaways and, like, actually, yeah, bring home a person once every now and then or, like go to an orgy every now and then or, or i think orgies or, or, or think just like the... flirt with somebody and pretend yeah. it's the other person it doesn't actually have to be somebody else i just think... and i have no problem flirting with other i never stop flirting with people i don't i don't i don't have open relationships i've never really done that like officially i i date people casually or like i hook up with people casually but if I am with someone and I have multiple partners, like they know that I have multiple partners, but I've never seriously dated anyone like, and left it open. I was always just with that person mm-hmm. and I didn't want to yeah, be any too. with anyone else when I was with that person. And like when f- dudes would try and flirt with me, I'd be like, what? Like, Oh my God, a man is talking to me and I'd go run and hide in a fitting room or like lose my shit in the bathroom yes. because like, it was just so foreign to me. I was such a dork because I was like, Oh, this person talked to me like no I can't do that like I I just couldn't process it and that was my mindset but then I got out of that relationship and I did not like the end of that relationship nor did I like the sex that I was having in that relationship and I was like I'm never doing that again so I don't rule out having an open relationship or a monogamish relationship I think there are sustainable ways to do it but I've never personally or physically done it myself but I don't think it's bullshit I respect it. If someone needs... No, I don't think it's bullshit either. And I have friends that make it work very well and don't feel like their relationship is in any way threatened by it. Um, Well, I liked in the book Nina's reading... What was that called again? Mating in Captivity. Okay, I watched an interview with her and Mm -hmm. it was also... She talked about like just the idea of one person being your everything and your all is like unrealistic so it's too maybe much. sexually That's they totally can be your all but like take some time away like go on a trip yeah. by yourself separate from them yeah. or like go out for drinks with the girls instead of like just only yeah. with him or her or whatever yeah it's like right i mean having your independent life is very very like carrie and, and big and sex in the city too where she keeps her own apartment <laughs> Oh, that was the worst movie. <laughs> it really was. was uh, I forget it all. Like, it was so bad. I don't even want to think about they it. They went to Abu Dhabi. That was like some racist garbage and, shit. It really was. It was and very Aiden strange. Aiden was there. And then she kissed Aiden, and then he bought her a black diamond when she gets home. Like, that. that's not what people do. No. Yeah, and she told Big. Like, why would you tell your... Like, I wouldn't even, uh, I wouldn't tell that. Carrie is a sociopathic nightmare. Like, let's just yeah. put that 
to rest. Oh, that's the book I'm going to be reading. I just ordered it. It's called The Sociopath Next Door. Apparently one in every 25 (laughs) people are sociopaths. So I'm pretty, I I know my ex-roommate is one of them. So I want to find out all the things and be like, why didn't I know this before? Because they trick you and they lure you in they and then do. they know all your yeah. shit and then they manipulate you I'm and then they know turn you against all of everyone their else. Tricks, so it will yeah. never happen again. Yeah. I think there's varying degrees of sociopaths, so Yeah. It's not like the case that every sociopath doesn't understand you know, feel any right. real emotions. It's just like or, they just don't there's care. A spectrum. Yeah. There's totally it's, no, no, it's but there's just because it just everything effects. revolves around them, or they turn everything yeah. into themselves, and that's exactly and, what she did all the time. Yeah, it's just yeah. not about you, is what it, it's like. Never going to be about you unless it's to serve their purposes in that moment for whatever attention or plan or need they want met. It's never about your feelings because they don't have any really. Right. Right. It's just a means to an end, and and like. I think we've all been surrounded by so many of them recently. One in 25. There's a lot of them, especially in big cities where there's a lot of people. In retail, (laughs) in fashion, in opera, in performing. Oh my God. We are, we are constantly surrounded by those types of people and it's exhausting. And, and like, yeah, I don't want to go off. Um, Sarah, I think mm-hmm. you can find a monogamous relationship. I think you can have that if you want that, if you're very clear about it. Is it sustainable for the rest of your life? I don't know. But I think you can definitely say for like, you know, a certain set of years or a certain moment in time, I mean, like, yeah, you can have it. Yeah, it's just, could, will it I'm turn not, into something? I'm not something? worried about like the guy, this yeah. theoretical relationship that I'm nowhere close to finding. I'm worried about myself. Well, it's yeah. fine. You can be one of those women that get married five, ten times and divorced five, ten times. <laughs> I just like I want to be able to or be with you can be and a love them serial... and not get the ickies and not feel suffocated and not feel like oh my god, or go the extreme and get super jealous and go crazy if you think that you're not getting all the attention. No, like, I mean, I need all the attention. Yeah, we, we know. That's baked into the person I'm with has to love and adore me and yeah. think all other women are dogs. Like, that's part of it. But I, I think I can find that. <laughs> Just like, will I be happy with that? Right. Are you going to be happy is the question. And, and like, is it going to be enough for you? And what if you decide after a set amount of time, like, it's not. And you have everything that you asked for and you have everything that you think you want. Like, I think that these things always morph and change and there's no real way to know for sure exactly what you're getting no matter how well you know the person no matter how long you've been together you know you can be married for five years be together for 10 and then after that shit can still hit the fan and change and your whole priority could shift and that person doesn't shift with you and you like there's just no guarantee just because you're married there's no guarantee just because you think you found your person there's no guarantee i think we all know that really really hard like we know that we have all been wrong Mm -hmm. and i think we just have to take that into account and not hold ourselves to such an impossible standard of like this has to be like this or else i will not be happy because that's not fair so you're saying I should just go in with whatever I'm feeling in the moment and then be open to changes on the ground as things evolve. Yeah, be a little open. I know it's against your Torian nature, but like you're going to have to have some flexibility on this. You're going to have to lean into your Leo on this one and, and really just kind of perform with what your materials are. Sarah has no words. Well, I called Sarah out. (laughs) But no, but I was saying that too. It's like, I know that my wants are conflicting, which is why I am so conflicted. Like on one hand, I want absolute devotion and security. And on the other hand, I want like novelty and freedom. Well, maybe, maybe you can find a partner that only wants to be with you, but doesn't mind if you get with other people maybe or you could just date right but that would also feel bad because then also like once i become anyways it's very complicated it's very complicated for me it's like i have two different people inside me you gotta figure it out like i don't 
Find a Gemini. Punch. Find a Gemini. There you go. <laughs> what? There are already two at once. Yeah. There's your two different people at the same time. Yeah, you'll be four at a table. I think this is why I'm attracted. No, honestly, but, like, this is why I'm attracted to Gemini. Yeah. Because, like, I need a little bit of, even though it drives me crazy, like, I need a little bit of that. Yeah. To keep me interested. Otherwise, I'm just like, ugh. <laughs> well. You're so stable and secure. It's something worth exploring and to keep exploring, so. I guess somebody has to date the Geminis out there. I mean, I thought it was me, but maybe it's Sarah. You don't date no, Geminis. I've only dated Geminis, Nina. <laughs> I, My I, life has been surrounded with Geminis. I'm surrounded by them. I don't want to date them, but I am surrounded you never by date them. them. I you did. Dated... I did date one for a very long time, and he drove me absolutely insane. How long were you with him for? Ian, when I was in my early 20s. Yeah, it wasn't that long. It felt like six <laughs> years, but I was with him for six months. <laughs> that was not a very long time. <laughs> oh, my God. For me, that was like six years. For me, that was my longest I, relationship, I like almost ever, <laughs> until my thirties. Susanna and I called him a mimbo. <laughs> he was. He was gorgeous, though. He was fucking gorgeous. He was mean and he had gorgeous. two very distinct personalities. <laughs> yes, he was. Yes, he was, Lauren. <laughs> I don't know if I trust Nina's about Sarah's like shaking her head no. Like I can't fucking see her. Like we're not on a fucking group chat. <laughs> no, but I can see you. Okay. All right. I thought he looked like Jude Law. And to me, he was absolutely gorgeous. And he was fit. And he had two of everything. Two personalities, two beds. What did two you guys bikes, talk about? Two though, sets of keys, I, two testicles. Like, he seemed a little like that. Two testicles, and... two computers. Yeah, he was kind of a he was kind of like on his own little plane some of the time. But like okay. we played Scrabble, we read fiction, we would do crosswords together. Like we, oh, he had a bike. He would like bike me everywhere on the <laughs> handlebar of his bike. Two bikes. He didn't have two bikes. He tried to get me a bike. We got a bike like the last week we were together, and then and then we broke up. You're like, okay, I never... bye. I was like, bye. <laughs> Thanks for my bike. Now I have a bike. No, no, no. I was <laughs> like, I can't ride this. It was too tall and it hurt my vagina. So I had to. I think bike I gave issues. it away. Or, like I sold it. Yeah, it hurt. Um, that was not my thing. But like he he was he was very strange yes. in that like he'd say one thing and just do the exact opposite. He'd be like, uh, hey, babe, do you want to, like, go to Philly for the weekend? Because we'd be watching a movie set in Philly. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, I do. Let's go. Let's go to Philly. And then, like, three minutes later, he'd be like, uh, babe. And I'd be like, yeah, uh, I don't want to go to Philly anymore. And I'd be like, okay, why? <laughs> what happened? He'd be like, uh, I didn't think you were going to say yes, so I don't want to go. It was, like, only fun in theory. <laughs> like. He crushed me so hard so many times. He would just pull all that shit. And uh, I had enough. So that was that. Six months with a Gemini isn't that long. It, it's like 12, actually. It. <laughs> it's a year. <laughs> it doubles. <laughs> it's double because you're dealing with two people oh. and they're, they're various well, if psychosis. That's an, if that's the case, I was in a five-year relationship then. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why it's taking me so long to recover. I get it now. I totally get it, Lauren. I get it. Um, Sarah, read Mating in Captivity next and see if maybe it resonates with you. On no, a, that sounds even worse. On a, on, a, on another level. All right. Never mind. On like a more upsetting level. No, it's not upsetting. It's just like allowing people to have faults and to step out and to explore something that they wouldn't normally give themselves permission to explore without telling them that you're a failure and your marriage is a lie and you can't be together anymore. Listen, I don't have any. I've been listening to Dan Savage for long enough. And, like, I have enough friends and open stuff. Like, I don't think doing any of that makes you a failure, is wrong, is bad. It seems very practical in a lot of cases. But it, like, deeply upsets me personally to my core to imagine myself in a situation like that. I mean, I, I get you, Sarah. I don't imagine myself being... I definitely don't want my partner to, or if my partner is, I don't want to know about it. Like, it's like, I'm a Scorpio, so I'm very loyal. And once I find my person, that's it. I'm just, it's there. Mm -hmm. I just think it's so hard to define for me, for me, like 
even when someone asks me what I want, I can't even say it because I don't know. Like, I really, truly don't know. And I don't think I'll know until, like, I probably find myself with a person who does make me feel like I want to just be with them and focus on them for that time and for that part of my life. But I can't, like, sit down with you guys and make a list of every single thing I'm looking for and feel confident that that's what I'm going to get and that's going to be okay because I just, I don't think it works like that. I think, like... It's it's much more arbitrary than that. It's very yeah, it's situational because it just yeah. depends on that person, yeah. the other person. But you did make a list, Nina, of friendship requirements, <laughs> didn't you? I did. Well, I, oh, right. I, my question for you too, because this is what I was thinking about this morning. Um, I woke up and I just I've been having some like very nice friend things going on, and less less so with like men, but like more with women and. <laughs> Uh, as as fucked up as my dating life is and, and my romance is, um, I've had some really good friend stuff going on. And my question to you two was like, how do you know when you're friends with someone? How do you know when it's a friendship and not just an acquaintanceship or like your work buddy or something casual? Like when when is it real to you that you're in a friendship with someone? It's It's the point where you're, you want to like, for a work situation it's when you want to hang out with them outside of work it's when you invite each other to do things together and you actually accept and hang out and enjoy spending that time together that's how our friendships started yep i don't remember what yeah, was the first thing we right. ever did i think it was maybe brunch with melanie it was kind of our first like friend outing ish yes and then we went shopping yes. and that was like and it. that was our bonding that was our bonding day and it's been like that pretty much ever since. <laughs> brunch and shopping. What's and that's how you and Sarah met. Brunch and shopping. It's true. It's true. Well, actually, it was after the birthday party. But yes, yes that was our first like girl That was out. your first hang. But like, how do you, like, what are some signs or some other things that like you go through with people or you do with people where you're like, oh, this is someone I could confide in. This is my person. This is someone I can turn to. Like, how do you know when it's when it's that? I think friendships for me have been a very organic thing and not something that I worry about very much or think about very much. Like you just kind of connect with someone and then you say like, oh, you know, if you like them enough, you ask them to do something outside of whatever situation you met in. And then if that goes well, then like hopefully you continue to hang out. And as you continue to hang out and get to know each other, you start confiding in each other more and more and deepening that bond and then it just goes from there until, you know, either it becomes something over years and it almost becomes like a family relationship. You become super close or, you know, sometimes people move away and you still like them, but you don't really keep in touch. Um, but yeah, I kind of let these things like ebb and flow and just happen naturally how they're going to happen if I could apply this same level of chill and confidence <laughs> to men I would be a psycho in relationships all the time maybe yeah. maybe that's like what you have to aim for yeah I like I that you aim for it Lauren but everything about me gets in the way <laughs> gotta meditate the I... rest of that stuff away yeah Sarah and I have very little chill so <laughs> it's just what it is the more I exist on this earth, the more that weeks go by, the more I realize I just have less and less and less chill. So I've... I'm actually getting more chill with men. But like also in friendships, people don't get as you, you obviously can't be like needy and desperate yeah. when you're trying to make friends. But you can like, you know, express that you really like someone as a friend. Like, and that, that usually isn't scary. Whereas if you do that with a guy, they're like, <gasps> it's true. Know? Like yeah. uh, when I've hung out with somebody or been around somebody long enough, and usually the friendships are started in works scenarios, just because that already is starting a common interest thing. And it's just the ease of the conversation. And then I will basically say, let's be friends in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I made a list of how I know I'm friends with someone. Okay. Tell okay. us. Okay. And let me know let me know if you think it's or we can chime ridiculous in. or chime in. Yes. So um 
We've gone out for drinks together and gotten tipsy. So we've been a little drunk with each other. Okay. Because for me, that's like authentic selfing. And if you've seen me drunk, you you know me pretty well already. Yeah. <laughs> like, I can say I'm that can still be acquaintance person. level, though. Yes, yes. Uh, we've gone to Sephora or makeup shopping together. Okay. Who's that? Sammy's chiming in. Sammy, I've met your dog. I've met your dog. Yeah. I've, I haven't met Lauren's dog well, yet. Does that mean we're not you friends? Will. No, you guys are friends. You will soon enough. You will soon. Uh, I've lent you something to wear or taken you shopping or encouraged you to buy something you were unsure about. <laughs> uh, we've known each other through a breakup and been there for each other. I feel like that's a really big one for me. Yeah. Like, like, you, that's how you really get to know someone. That's I how think. you know that somebody's like willing to be there for you yeah if you're going through a breakup just haven't known someone long enough to go through a breakup with them you're always single it's not discriminatory if you're single you're going through dating woes and you have to talk about that so you're saying breakup or dating woes breakup or like dating shit like like relationship shit if we can get through that and communicate and support each other through that like that's a big step of friendship. That's for me. like I think that's almost a first bonding thing that women yeah, do. That we that we have and that we do. I think it's also like very primal and very mothering in a way without being mothering. Mm-hmm. So uh, I said that we talk freely and openly about our sex lives. Um, I've encouraged your slutty behavior or helped you hook up with someone. <laughs> We or immediately tried to. tell it, or tried to, or tried, <laughs> Jesus Christ, or spent my life trying. Um, we immediately tell each other about important events or want feedback on major life occurrences. Mm-hmm. We support each other's arts, side hustles, and passions. Mm-hmm. Uh, we tell each other to go to therapy. <laughs> we've ugly cried in front of each other at least twice. And we've spent so much time together that we needed a break for a week or two. And we have sleepovers, and we've had to apologize to each other and move on after a disagreement or a fight. These are good. Yeah. So those are my, like, how I know we're really tight and we're friends versus acquaintances or casual buddies. Yeah, I think if you've gone through some deep emotional things with them, or if you, especially if you had, like, times of conflict and you've had to um, get through that and apologize... Just like in a romantic relationship, you don't really know if it's going to work until you've, like, had some fights. It's hard. It's hard to make friends as you get older. And it's even harder when you don't have a normal job where you're not thrown together with people that you you see every day. So it's... I found it pretty easy to make friends here, but I haven't made this level of friend. You know, there's actually, like, I've been very lucky that I have a lot of people that I like and I can do things with. But I don't have, like, you know, a best friend or super close friends that I can just invite over to watch, like, Netflix with me and eat food and do nothing, you know, where you don't need any kind of a plan. Mm -hmm. I miss that. I will totally do that with you. Oh, I know. (laughs) Have the dogs. We'll have the Netflix. We'll have our tarot cards. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. We can do so many tarot readings. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're making me guys want to cry with jealousy. I'm so sad. I so no, want to do how to get there. We need like a GoFundMe. Like, I know. Should we set <laughs> we up a We need a streaking sirens GoFundMe. For like a Nina plane ticket? Or does somebody have airline miles they want to like throw at her to get her over We there? could probably get her. I'm so poor. We could get you a ticket for like three or four hundred dollars. It's not that much. I know, but... I I Nina can't has, pay like, you zero back. Money. I literally like have enough money to go food shopping. Well, here's shopping what I'm thinking: if we it. could raise the money to get you a ticket, and then you could sublet your apartment for the time that you're visiting. Yep, I can pay you back if I can sublet my apartment for sure. But I gotta find someone trustworthy to be around all my shoes and my beautiful clothes. Oh, that's true. And and my bags and my jewelry and my perfume. I could just find an Airbnb with a good rating. I could yeah, probably find an opera singer that needs to like someplace to stay for a short time. All right, we we'll, we'll keep up on this. But if anyone wants us to do a live show in Berlin and uh, really get a full feel for how awesome and gorgeous we are, you can definitely 
donate to my airfare fund so I can get there. Yeah, Nina yeah. has to come. And then she can crash on our sofas. I have, yeah. or Sarah's I have sofa. space. Yeah. I won't. Well, I will have a twin size bed <laughs> and floor. Lauren and I do not share beds well. Yeah. That's all we know. I have space. That's not true. Sometimes we do, as long as it's a big yeah. enough bed that doesn't it's sink big... toward the middle. Yeah, that's true. Nobody does that. So well. what else? What else do we want to do? We want to talk about what do we want to cover while we're still fresh and alert? I think that's I mean, it. I, I mean, we're, we're talking kind of at the for end of it. An hour. It's over to an hour. Yeah. Okay. Well, like us on uh, Instagram, Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Like us on, us on Twitter. I guess. Follow us on Twitter. Tweet at us. Don't be afraid to comment. Make suggestions. Yeah. Do ratings. To talk five about. star ratings. Yeah. We only have five seven star ratings. Only five star ratings. Two people, guys. Two um, people we... give us one star. And so our rating isn't as high as it should be because of these trolls sure. that hate women. Well, how do you know they're women? No, the it trolls hate women. Whoever rated uh, us, well, clearly, it's probably, it's probably some, someone from Incel. It's my <laughs> It's all my exes. Like, let's if all right. of your exes or gave mom- us a one-star rating, we'd be fucked. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Not all of them listen. All right. Well, please support us. Uh, we support you. If you have anything you want us to support on the podcast, we'll do it. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll throw you a shout-out. Yeah. We love that. We support each other. We are women friends supporting each other. And I love you guys. Have a good night. Go see Sarah's opera. Go buy Lauren's art. Please help me get to Berlin in any small monetary way just you give deem. Nina money. Just, just, just give Nina just, money. She'll give you like good I advice. Will, I'll give you jewelry. I'll give you really good advice. I'll help you get dressed. I'll tell you who not to date. Like I'm very good at all of that. I just can't do it for myself. But we'll get it together. All right, you guys. We okay, love bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.